Well, hello, friends. My name is Ross Furio. I'm here with Mike Holly, and you are listening to episode five of the Grow Deeper podcast. Welcome. We're glad you're here. This is a milestone. We're so glad you're here. Yeah. I mean, we're just now getting past the point where you can number our episodes on one hand. And I feel like that's a big deal this week. We're about to get into elementary school as a podcast. <laughs> we are. We are. Well, uh, welcome to the podcast. This is Grow Deeper. And our goal is to spend some time with questions, scriptures, ideas, whatever, around the idea of growing deeper in our faith and how we can do that both as individuals and as communities together. So we're in the middle of talking about a growth plan of attack. So we've been using the language of ready, aim, and fire as far as how to to kickstart some spiritual growth uh, in your life. And last week, we really focused on the first word or the first thing that we need to do, which is to prepare or to be ready uh, for growth. Yeah, to be ready. Our GPA, the Growth Plan of Attack, begins with making sure that we understand who we are, where we are, and what our vision of the future is, both for ourselves and, and if you're in a community of faith, what is your vision of a shared uh, future together? And then once you kind of understand that, you can start the process of aiming, which is what we're going to talk about today. Right, right. Yeah. Last week we used the language of prophet and be your own prophet and kind of looked at what prophets do in scripture. And I, I think it, re- it syncs up really well because a part of a prophet's job, and we didn't use this language last week, but we did talk about how a prophet is, you know, forcing folks to face the reality of their current situation, right? Being honest with themselves about where they are and what needs to change, and then casting hope into the future as far as what is possible if that change does happen. And this week, we're really going to focus on that second aspect, right? Because that, that is aiming, isn't it? It's, it's looking into the distance and orienting ourselves to go where we want to go or to go where we feel like we need to go. Right. And, and I want to say that it's really important uh, if you haven't spent some time being your own prophet or having people in your life serving as a prophet, doing that process of being ready to be honest with yourself, to understand where you are, to be visioning about the future and what your desired future is for yourself, uh, you need to stop and go back and listen to episode four to really get your mind around that, because you won't be able to accurately aim without making sure that you take the time to do that first step of being ready. Right. Yeah. I mean, you can't decide where you're going to go and how you're going to get there if you don't know where you are currently in the first place. So especially that that first step in that ready process of really evaluating where you are right now, I think it is so vital when it comes to being able to do this second step, which is saying, okay, I know where I am. Now, where do I want to go? Where, where do I feel like God is leading me to go? Right. And I think that in, in the people that I've talked with, you know, if they know that something's wrong and they know that there is a clear future for them, once they start looking at it from a different perspective, it becomes so much easier to think about the steps that are needed to go from where they are, point A, to where they want to be, point B. But if you don't take that time, you're kind of just shooting all over the place. You don't know where to aim. Yeah, and I, th- and I think you end up in situations where you just feel like your tires are spinning uh, because, you, again, you just haven't been honest with yourself. But, okay, so we're going to assume now 
that you have listened to episode four, that you have spent some time, especially leaning into that first step, which is to really evaluate where you are. So, I mean, specifically with what we're talking about, that would be evaluating where you are in your walk with Christ, right? And being honest with what areas do I know that I need to experience some growth in? And once you've done that, now you're ready to aim. You're ready to to cast that hope and to dream with, okay, well, where what's possible here? Where, where can I go? Uh, where can this deepened walk with Christ lead me? And, you know, we're going to be talking about what are the steps, you know, because the difference between ready and fire is to know what you're going to do and where it's leading. Right. And so we are going to be talking about the steps, but I think we've got to be very careful not to just say that as long as you have step one, step two, step three, you'll be fine. Because you and I both know, uh, and we've read enough to know that human beings are very resistant uh, to the kind of, of hard, difficult, taxing changes that, that often are required to get to our optimal future. Yeah, very true. So, I mean, we're trying to give you something very practical here that, that can be mapped out and that you can wrap your head around. But I guess what we're saying is also take it with a grain of salt in the sense of uh, it, it's impossible to narrow it down uh, this simply without there being gaps and holes and places where uh, it, we may not get a, a clean connection between two steps. Right. And, and, and this is a lifelong process. This is a pathway. Uh, we're going to have a future that we're aiming towards, but we're also going to have milestones along the way that we're going to be aiming towards as well all hopefully leading us to that final destination. But I think that one of the things you're pointing out here is that our, our, our process is always progressing. And so there'll be regular times that we'll talk about next week where we're going to need to make sure that we're continuing to be aimed in the right direction. Right. Yeah. And so, so you're saying it's a lifelong process, which is stuff that we've talked about, which means I think we need to break down what we actually mean when we say aim. Because I think what most of you are probably hearing is, okay, I've done this before. It's New Year's resolution time. I need to make goals. I need to set finish lines that I'm going to cross along this growth period. And once I've done that, I will have effectively aimed where I feel like God is calling me to go. And that's kind of what we're talking about, but it's not all of what we're talking about. Exactly. And I think that 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 example of New Year's resolutions is so poignant for what we're talking about because often when somebody thinks about aiming, they they set a goal. You know, like you said, I have a goal that my life is going to be better, my physical health is going to be better, and I'm going to lose 30 pounds, right? So we set sort of a goal. And then you think that the step to reach that goal is to go to the gym, right? That's one step. You're, you've aimed, but then you only give yourself a step with no sort of process of how I'm going to take the necessary steps to get from point A to point B. And what we often find is, is that it's not sustainable mm. because we haven't clearly aimed. We haven't, you know, we may have gotten the idea of where we want to be aimed, but we haven't taken the steps to think about where is the natural, sustainable progression of these steps. There's a really good book that Mike and I have both read. He's read all of it. I've read, I've read some of it, uh, and it's called Atomic Habits. And the, the point that the author makes, especially in the first half of the book, is this. 
if we're really serious about this lifelong growth process, if we're really serious about changing the way that we live, and for us, changing the way that we live in relationship with God, we can't just be focused on goals. Goals are always going to be part of it. We're always going to be looking into the distance and dreaming about where we will be one day. That's our orientation. That's how we know what direction we're walking and and what steps we need to take next. But the more important thing is building habits that will get us to those goals. And that's the differentiation that we want to make this week with AIM is that we can't just make a list of goals and then expect ourselves to naturally do them. We have to focus on the habits that will get us there. And, and habits, you know, habits are sustainable. Habits are doable. Habits are manageable. Habits begin to change who we are instead of just being focused on crossing a finish line. Right. And if you're interested in that book that Ross is talking about, Atomic Habits, it's written by James Clear, which I think is a perfect name. Uh, last name for what we're kind of talking about, because it isn't always so clear. Clear as mud, huh? But he does, you know, rather clearly say that if you're going to re- achieve long-term uh, growth in your life, if you're going to achieve long-term success in the areas you're talking about, um, the the sort of subtitle of the book is Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. Often, what we have to do is make several minor changes in what we're doing, you know, making sure that we have tiny sustainable habits that will help us grow towards what we are, um, you know, aiming towards. Yeah. And you've seen this and I'm sure some of you have lived this, right? If we go back to that new year's resolution example, we go back to the, the goal of losing 30 pounds and let's say that you buckle down and you go to the gym every day and you cut out carbs and processed food and all that stuff from your diet, and you find that you have lost 30 pounds in a month, which is wonderful, but you haven't done it in ways that are sustainable. You've done it in ways that have stretched yourself. You've been miserable. And once you cross the finish line, what usually happens? You start to gain it back. You start to gain it back. Right. And it's because you didn't actually change who you were. You just buckled down so that you could have the moment of crossing over the finish line. And then once you cross the finish line, you found yourself in a place of, well, I don't really know what to do now because what I'm doing right now isn't sustainable. I can't keep it up. I've achieved my goal. So now I guess I'll go back to how I was living before. And I think goals with our spiritual life are very, very similar, you know? I agree. If you if you set the goal of of you know I want to read the Old Testament, and you buckle down and you do it, but you don't do it in ways that are sustainable and ways that really lead to change, then it's not really going to change your relationship with Scripture. It's just going to be a finish line that you can walk across, a box that you can check, and now you can say you've read the Old Testament instead of saying you know I spent some time reading the Old Testament and it took a little bit longer than I first thought it would but it has totally transformed my relationship with the Bible. And I think that that is something that you and I both as pastors have encountered in our classes, in seminary, in the ways that we have led Bible study. We have all experienced reading the words on the page, but there's something else. Often what the professors call it is the words behind the page, right? right? So you've got the words on the page, but then you've got the message, uh, the story, uh, the grace behind the page. And that can only be achieved if you are actually spending time 
reflecting on what you've read. Like you said, if your goal is to read the Bible in one year, you can go online, you can get a reading plan, you can get that done in one year. But the, the question is, what happened? Mm. You know, I think that that is a good habit. I think that is a positive thing for people to do. But the goal is not to check it off. The, the idea is to build a habit of reading Scripture to have time for reflection so that it can become a part of your overall spiritual health and help you grow closer to God. Right. You know, I mean, I think goals, if we're just motivated by goals, I think it typically leads to short seasons of growth, oftentimes growth that isn't sustainable. Whereas habits, they, they begin to change who you are. I mean, they, they transform you and suddenly you find yourself aiming at something a little bit further. So, all of a sudden, the goal is not to cross the finish line because you know that there's, there's always going to be another finish line in the distance. The goal becomes being a lifelong grower. And I think that's a real, that's, that's a real shift there. The goal isn't to cross the finish line. That, that's not the point. The point is to build habits and to, to be transforming as a person so that I always have something that I'm pushing towards and I always have something that I can grow towards. Well, and just compare it to what you were saying about the 30 pounds, right? Yeah, you might reach that goal of losing 30 pounds, but the question is, are you healthy? Some of the things that we do to lose weight do not put us into the right health. We actually can do harm to our bodies if we're not careful. Um, and so when you start thinking about what does it mean to become healthy, it's a sustainable diet, a sustainable exercise program, and that you become Hopefully, by building those kind of healthy habits into your life, someone who can remain healthy for a long, long time. The same goes with our spiritual habits. Yeah. You know, you, yep. if you treat uh, faith as a checklist, you can get all the information you want online. Hopefully, you go to the reputable uh, resources online, but you can go online and find Bible studies. You can go online and find reading plans, and you can check one thing after another off of your to-do list. And I think in one of the early episodes, we even talked about how many times Christians kind of think that information means change. Mm -hmm. As long as we know mm -hmm. better, we'll do better. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. And so if we think about this in terms of creating spiritual spaces for growth, spiritual habits for growth, the, the check off of doing that habit won't happen quickly or even on a timeline. It happens the more we're faithful to that habit and allow ourselves to be fully present in that moment. Yeah, and then find ourselves in a place of spiritual health. I mean, I, I do think that's a really good way to phrase it. Um, not Because, look, you can be reading your Bible every day and not be spiritually healthy. You can be coming to church every week and not be spiritually healthy. I, I'm sure we've all been there. I know I've been there where I've been engaged in spiritual practices, but I haven't been a spiritually healthy individual. So the question is not, how, how many boxes can I check? The question is, what habits do I need to build so that I will be a spiritually healthy person? So, so to get into uh, a Methodist nerd moment, we're both United Methodist pastors, and one of the things that we have to study along the way is the life and ministry of John Wesley. Mm -hmm. And there was a point in his life where he was preaching, he was serving, but he had doubts. He was not spiritually healthy, but he had a habit 
of reading scripture and going to Bible study. And it was at one Bible study that he was at that was not led by other Methodists. It was led by another group that they were studying Romans, right? They were studying the book of Romans. Yep, and Romans. he was in that space. He was open uh, at that moment. He wasn't in a great spiritual, healthy place, spiritually healthy place, but he was there in the midst of his habit. And that's when he had a breakthrough. And so, you know, being in church, checking off the list, being in a Bible study, checking off the, again, that's not the goal. The goal is to build habits so that you'll be in spaces like that. So that real spiritual growth and, uh, and, um, and healthiness can come to you. But it's, it's not like lifting weights will make you stronger, but it kind of is. I mean, you know, Going to church does not make you spiritually stronger, but it can put you in a place where that can happen. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, it almost feels like this episode, we're kind of walking a tightrope, right? Because you do have to set the goal, I mean, in, in a sense, right? You do have to aim at a destination because like we said at the beginning, that's what sets your, your course for direction. I mean, you were talking about like a boat on the open sea, right? There has to be a destination that they're going towards. But more times than not, they're not looking at the destination. They're looking at the seas that are in front of them. Or if you're on a hike and you're trying to hike to the top of a mountain, you have to, you have to look at the top of the mountain because that's going to show you where you need to go. But then after that glance at the top, all of your focus goes to what? Well, where you're putting your left foot and then where you're putting your right foot and so on and so on and so on. And I think that modern hikers, and that's kind of what I am, if I'm just admitting it, I'm not the kind of person that goes out into the wild with a compass and, and hikes. But this is what makes the analogy work, is by thinking about that. You know, most of the time, I'm so, following so the— ju- So just, just for now, Mike is a wild hiker. Well, in a minute. <laughs> but for right now, I'm just admitting that I, if I go hiking, I'm looking at the trail markers. I'm not thinking about how much longer do I have. I'm just going from point A to point B following uh, that. that. And some people have those smartwatches or apps where they can, it says, turn here, go this way, right? We're not talking about that because that has, in a sense, trained us to not aim towards the future. It's trained us to be so present and dependent on something else to tell us where to go that we're not often looking up and seeing. That's one reason why I think it's so important for kids before they start driving to learn how to get places without a phone, because otherwise they're going to rely on a GPS to get them everywhere. Right. Right. So if let's just say that I'm, I'm, you know, wild Mike now out in the wilderness, I've got a compass and I'm looking up at the top of the mountain you know, I've got to every now and then pick up my head and look and see if I'm still aimed in the right direction and use that compass to make sure. Because there are places where you cannot go in a straight line. Right. There are obstructions in the way. And so making sure that right. you're you, you can't aiming, just You can't just look at the top of the mountain and then close your eyes and start sprinting. You're going to hit some. Because you're not going to make it. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what we do so often when we get so caught up in the goal and don't worry about how to get there. Well, going back to New Year's resolution, what happens when we hit our first obstacle? We stop. We give it up. So instead of thinking about how we can pick it back up or change or develop a different habit, we, you know, we take our eyes off the prize at the the top of the mountain and we think, well, this didn't work out. Maybe I'll try again next mm -hmm. year. 
So, you know, I'm wondering if a lot of you listening, if, if when we say, okay, well, what, what is the goal? I wonder if you're saying something like, well, the goal is for me to be closer to God. I think that's a great goal. It's an amazing goal. But I think that correlates really well to the analogy that you're using, right? We can't just have that goal and then close our eyes and start running because we're not going to make it. We're going to get tripped up. But if we have that goal, we have that destination in mind, and then we peel our eyes off of that and look at where we are right now, that's when we can start to build the habits. Yeah. And so if, if you're thinking about spiritual health, um, you know, again, if you're talking about having this wonderful, rich relationship with God, and if you don't have that yet, what are the, the habits you can do now? What are the small steps you can get to, the first waypoint along your journey? And maybe it is to read the Bible every day and to spend some time in prayer. Maybe it is to join a small group and to really uh, be present there where you can hear other people talk about God and share their stories. You know, whatever it is, you're going to be able to sort of find these spaces and places where habits can then form you to take the next step. It's not that you will automatically be a completely spiritually healthy person if you join a group, but it's one of the places, one of the areas where you can really hone uh, your spiritual self, your spiritual ears, your spiritual eyes uh, to make you hopefully um, grow in that aspect of your relationship with God. Habits versus goals. We need both of them, but I think often we emphasize the goal more than the habit. And I think that's what we're pushing you to do right now is to flip that and instead say, okay, well, I have the goal. I've always had the goal. I've always had that desire to be closer to God. But maybe I've never really spent time building those sustainable habits that will actually get me there. And so if you're sitting here thinking, okay, I listened last week. I'm ready. I've done the work. I've been honest with myself and I have a future. The next step for aiming is if you are so in love with that future, if you're so enamored with what that will be like, what that will feel like, if that is a passion of yours, aiming really is about finding the steps along the way. And you need to equally love the steps as much as you do the end goal. You need to love them as much, but to be understanding that there may be some shifting along the way. We'll talk about this next week mm. uh, along the way. But you need to love the steps because if you do love the steps, then you will continue to practice the habits. Mm. Um, there's a book by a guy named James K. A. Smith that says, You Are What You Love. And he says that, you know, we have to love what we, what we do because if we love what we do, we will actually do it. If we don't love it, we won't do it. Mm. And if we actually follow through with those steps, we will turn our hearts into desiring the things that are good for us. And so one of the, the things, if we're going back to health, that they talk about is, you know, you need to learn to love the taste of vegetables. And some people don't like the taste of vegetables. Right. But if you cook it right. the right way, if you season it the right way, if you don't like it boiled, try it roasted. And once you love the taste of it, it's a lot easier to do that. So that it's not about, you know, the medicine has to taste bad. It's about, I love eating healthy because the taste is wonderful. And if you start loving that, it'll change your perspective. Love the goal, love the steps, and then make habits that will help you achieve those steps. Right, right, right. 
and you know, again, I think we all love the goal. I think most of us are probably in a place where we don't love the steps. So again, I think that's where the change really needs to happen. It's easy to love the goal. It's, it's easy to write a goal down on a sheet of paper and say, oh my gosh, I love that. That would be so awesome if I got to that point. It's a lot more difficult to find steps and habits that we love equally as much that will get us there. But that's part of aiming. If you love the end, you've got to, to find ways to focus on what is the step that I can, I can reach and set the habits to achieve that. And, you know, part of what I think our issue is, too, is when we aim, we don't get down into the, you know, granular. Uh, we often kind of still keep a lot of our steps very broad and less specific. And so, you know, one of the things that uh, James Clear says in his, in his book about atomic habits is, you know, build a habit that is chained to another habit so that you're taking small steps. Maybe the first step is not to get to the gym. Maybe the first step is to, you know, make sure that you uh, are dressed for the gym every day and that you pack a bag. Yeah, or maybe the first step is to make sure that when you look at your week, you're creating time where you could go to the gym, where that's even a possibility for you, where you're clearing off your calendar for, you know, whatever it is in the morning or in the evening or at lunch or whatever, so that you even have time in the day where that's a possibility. Right. You know, for, for spiritual health, it may be that uh, the first thing I'm going to do is read a verse every day. That is really doable. Mm -hmm. That is really doable. Um, and, you know, that habit can then open the door to several verses, mm -hmm. several chapters mm -hmm. along the Most way. Most likely because you read one verse and then you say, well, I, I don't want to stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Chain them together. Something doable. Don't be too vague. Be more specific as you're aiming because that will help you go along with the way. And I also think that it's important not to push yourself into too many habits too quickly. Allow something to become a true habit. Yeah, again, sustainable, doable, habitual, right? Automatic. I mean, th th these are the kind of things that we're talking about. And it takes months, not weeks, to build a habit. And so yeah, 21 days, right? And that's right? what they say. Yeah. Well, that's a little less than a month. Yeah. Maybe it's months to break a bad habit. Yeah, I don't know. So don't make bad habits. I don't know. Build good ones. Ready, aim, fire. So next week we're going to talk about fire, which which means we're going to talk about actually getting started. And once we have started evaluating along the way, which Mike kind of teased a little bit uh, when he was talking about being a wild hiker climbing the mountain. Oh, yeah. You got to keep looking up. So again, friends, if you just dropped into this episode, we'd encourage you to go back and check out episode four. Uh, this is episode five. And next week, episode six, we'll kind of round out that growth plan of attack and talk about fire, talk about actually getting started and what it means to reevaluate and maybe even aim at a slightly different destination once we've gotten started. So we hope to see you next week. See you then, friends.